You are listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. Hey, it's Jimmy. And this is Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. And Jimmy, today is this very special episode. Is it? Yes, because... <laughs> One year ago, we came to your podcatcher of choices, be it Spotify, Apple Pod, or YouTube. Almost got them as one year old, Jimmy. Can you believe it? We are celebrating our first anniversary here today. Our first episode launched on March 31st of 2021, which is interesting because, and I didn't know this at the time, but Batman was actually released on March 30th. Oh, actually, I did see that the other day. Did you, did you did this? We share that from the Facebook we page. We did share perhaps? that. On That's the Facebook, how I which, knew that. Yes. If you haven't been to our Facebook, please go like and um, suggest it to your friends or your enemies. We don't care anybody. Um, and is this episode twenty of our podcast? This is episode. Is it episode twenty? It might be. Yeah, yeah. It's episode twenty of our podcast. I like it. I like that it's a nice number like that. A very episode good twenty. Our one-year spectacular. <laughs> We're a fifth of the way to 100. <laughs> yes, and we've got so many more episodes left of Batman the Intermittent. 20 in a year, yeah, I think. Oh, there was uh, the first year was 60. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh you're talking about but, the, before us, the podcast. Yeah, I 20 think, in a year is pretty good. I think that's respectable yeah. for just starting off as a podcast and doing 20 in a year. That yeah. breaks down We're to... We're sponsor-free. We don't have to do it every week. <laughs> does that break down to two... Uh, less than two... Uh, I can't do math... Less than two a month or something? It, it, yeah, basically like one every six weeks or something like That's that. That's pretty good, I think. Which I do think next time we should double up because the next two episodes are pretty, like, light. Well, we might, we may just do that. But... Back to back. But yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper into our first anniversary a little bit later. But first, we have, from the news desk of Summer Gleason, this is a special news bulletin. Well, Jimmy, I'm going to start off with a uh, a news bulletin that me and you have brought up plenty of times on the podcast, but nobody seemed to be talking about it online, but now it's what everyone is talking about. Ezra Miller is still a douchebag because Ezra Miller was arrested twice recently in Hawaii. Once at a bar for attacking a couple who were performing the song Shallow from A Star Is Born. Um, <laughs> he apparently grabbed the microphone because he wanted to sing Lady Gaga's part. Naturally. And uh, later he lunged at a man in that same bar who was playing darts. Uh, he got arrested for that. And a, uh, and then a day later he got arrested once again by a couple who also put a restraining order on him. Um, the, the court documents claim that Miller burst into this couple's bedroom and said, I will burn you and your slut wife. He also stole a passport and wallet because Lord knows he needs the money. Where, wait, wait, he, he, in their bedroom? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if it was their house or if they were staying at a hotel. So this, this, uh, this fricus moved from a bar to a bedroom? Yeah, the next day. The next day? The next day. Oh, so he it got continued. Days in a row. Oh my gosh. That's, that's why right now Warner Brothers is, uh, seems to be pausing any future appearances by Ezra Miller, but notice that they're using the term pausing instead of canceling or, you know, firing him. Yeah, you don't want to use that word. And they've, 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 have, they've shot all that movie, right? All yeah, this movie yeah, has they, been they, shot with him. The, and there's, and there's like multiple versions of him groups in the movie. Have already, like, some people have already seen it because they had a test screening for it. Um, Do you think they would just can him and just reshoot? I no, Oh, no, not on this no. movie. Not on this no. movie. No. But I, I think it's interesting that they're pausing things. Is I feel like they're, they want to see how much Flash makes before they decide on his future. Well, here's the... Okay, so this is weird. So, so a couple weeks ago, they pushed back this film. Yes. And about a week ago, this came out. Yeah. yeah no, Isn't that no, strange? No, no real correlation. I did also hear that... Apparently he's been in Hawaii for like a month, and he's actually had the cops called on him like multiple, multiple times. But these were the only two arrests that he did. I see. And all the other times were usually for um, just disturbing the peace and 
just being a nuisance, apparently. And now I see that, of course, people are taking this in, and we've got people from the that were. Um, oh, there's my phone. Oh, oh, uh oh. This Hold is that. We've been doing this for a year. This is the first time that has happened. It's my mom. Oh, it's it's. It's Karen. We can just continue rolling. That's your real name. That's another thing. Uh, that's my mom. So I I've heard that uh, he was also a nuisance on the set. Of, yeah, of that also film. came out. They came yeah. out that apparently he had a lot of meltdowns on. Uh, the Flash movie, but also he had a bunch of meltdowns on Justice League as well. He, they said he would get like an idea in his head and he would like obsess about it, like nonstop. Do you think he was like Michael Keaton? Do you want to get nuts? <laughs> do you think he did that? Probably I, not. Pro- pro- probably not. He doesn't seem like that fun a guy. Yeah, really. yeah. That, I, it's all hocked up on goofballs. This as I never, I never liked the casting of him because he's not Barry Allen ish at yeah. all. Um, I did find his character entertaining in a very, very drab movie uh, that is Justice League. But he was not—he was not Barry Allen to me. So him getting his own movie, I think, is weird. It's weird to begin with, right? It's a, a lot, weird of, call. lot of rumors going around what happens in the movie. There's rumors that uh, what is it, General Zod, supposed supposedly uh, kills uh, Kal El before he gets sent to Earth. Terrence Stamp. Oh wait, that was no, the, that, no, was, that the was, old that was the old Zod. Original Zod. Oh, this Ma- is, uh, Mike, Michael Sheen. Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Okay. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen <laughs> from the Underworld <laughs> World yeah. films. Okay. <laughs> President Barton. Yeah, um, th- that's a rumor going around. Uh, of course, there's rumors going back and forth whether Affleck dies or not. Um, oh, always there was one that there was one rumor about it that was really, really interesting. Oh, there's talk about them having, like, snippets uh, of Christopher Reeve, Linda Carter, and uh, Adam West in there as well. Is that right? Yeah, like, old fo- inserting old footage or something like that. Wow. It sounds like it could be interesting. Oh, the other, oh, the other big rumor is that they might restore the Snyderverse, which, yay. Let's give that fandom what they want. Well, they've got... Uh... HBO Max for all this. They can put some stuff on there and, true, true. you know, just do a little show for the... But yeah, every, everything's about the multiverse these days. We're actually going to see a movie about a multiverse a little bit later. We're seeing Morbius today, which has a cameo by uh, Batman Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different Batman yeah, there. Yeah. Is, uh, without spoiling it, is uh, Michael Keaton only in the post-credits? Or yep. Is he, yeah, wow, oh, they moved that. Yeah, no, they they actually reshot it. Yeah, yeah, because I hear like the footage that was in the is trailer is not in there. A lot of the anything that was uh, a lot uh, of the trailer was. I think uh, Marvel guy, what's his name, Kevin Feige, was like, you got to take this stuff out and yeah. put this out. Well, I thought the... some of it might have changed because remember Morbius was supposed. Oh, to that's come right. Out like that's another thing. Time. Yeah, that's it. Could have it probably was going to happen before the probably effect about No Way Home. Maybe. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, forgot about that. But we're a DC podcast, so I'm sorry about that. But um, the next news bulletin, Batman Unburied, a scripted podcast featuring actor Winston Duke, also known as Mbaku from uh, Black Panther and the MCU. Oh, yeah, he's cool. He will be voicing Bruce Wayne slash Batman in this podcast that launches May 3rd of 2022 only on Spotify, this will be the first of a series of Spotify narrative podcasts featuring the DC character. Um, are you going to be checking that out? Uh, if we're going to talk about it, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, I guess I'll have to. Uh, I, might, I might check out an episode or so of it. I, I've never really, de- I've always been a fan of podcasts that are like informative and kind yeah. of like what, what we do here. Sure. Uh, I haven't, I've never really listened to any uh, serialized podcasts before, so... I might give it a shot. I definitely want to give that uh, one that Conroy's doing later in the year. Yeah, that would be pretty. That cool. one up we we've got to do for for this probably. But yeah, uh, wish them the best of luck there. I know they've been uh, wanting to put that out for a little bit now. Speaking of putting out, Matt Reeves has released the deleted Joker scene from The Batman, starring Barry uh, Keoghan. Is that how you how do you say his last name? Um, from the I, Eternals? I actually had this the other day and knew what it was, and now I forgot. He's, I, he's like naturally Irish, so it's probably that has an accent to it as well. It's got an ooh or an owl about it. Kyogen or something. For those who don't know, he shows up briefly as the Joker in the Batman. It's been out long enough. We can talk about it. Whenever I see his Eternals figure peg warming at the Target, I was like, that's the Joker. I Or that's the mysterious... 
uh, whatever the, oh, the, the, mysterious, the inmate. Inmate. mysterious inmate. inmate. Yes, yeah, I guess at this point we can just say, "Hey, he's Joker." What did you think of the uh, deleted scene? It's weird because uh, we haven't talked about this, and it feels like this happened two, two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, uh, yeah, we. I, I think we talked about it a little bit just off the podcast, but I think it's a pretty good scene. I think they're both good in it. Uh, again, it's kind of like the Riddler. He doesn't. It doesn't really seem like Joker to me. It's their own version of what yeah. they do, and it's fine. Um, the movie was already three hours long. I think they kind of just could have just thrown this scene in the movie, and it would have been just as I mean, fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's stuff in the movie that I think should have been cut over this yeah. particularly. Um, but yeah, it's a fine scene, you know. Yeah, I uh, I actually I'm gonna be honest. I I meant to watch it for this podcast and totally forgot to, so I've still not seen it. Um, it's exactly his, what his you look, think it would be. Yeah, his his look kind of bothers me a little bit. I just it, it's not the Joker to me. I I know what they're getting inspiration from. Uh, the Scott Snyder run or whatever. It's fine, um, but yeah, I haven't checked it out yet. But I thought his the inclusion that the of him in the Batman felt kind of like wasted fan service to begin with. So. I'm good with or without it. Um, also, the upcoming Gotham Knights TV series just casted several fan-favorite characters. For those that don't know, there's going to be a new CW series because they keep turning them out for some reason. And this one would be called Gotham Knights. It's about a, a Gotham uh, uh, after Batman's... I think he's either... I think he died or something like that. Of and course. And supposed to have a lot of his kind of like surrounded characters in there. <laughs> One is uh, Harvey Dent. He's not, not Two-Face yet, so I don't really know how that, that makes sense if Batman's gone. But uh, Misha Collins will be t- playing Harvey Dent hmm. in this uh, show of, from Supernatural. Um, Olivia Rose Keegan will play Dwayla Dent, a.k.a. Joker's daughter. Uh, Navia Robinson will play the Dark Knight Returns uh, Robin uh, that we know as uh, Carrie Kelly, which that's exciting to see the first live-action Carrie Kelly. And Anna Lore will be uh, Stephanie Brown, who once was Robin, but is mainly known as the spoiler. She will be in the show as well. Um, are, will you be watching Gotham Knights when it comes out, Jimmy? Uh, that sounds like a Batman salad to me. It's another one of these shows where it's like it's not Batman, but it's everything yeah. about around Batman. It's a bunch of names yeah, that are yeah. that you know from Batman, and it's just like a salad full they, of Batman things. But but by the way, no Batman. And they've done this <laughs> so many times. They've yes, done they it with, have. Yes, I mean Gotham, uh, Bat the current Batwoman series. Alfred has a show. Alfred right? has a show. I guess Batman's and, not in it probably because that's the way you do it. And probably the the most. Uh, Confusing one of them all back in 02, they did Birds of Prey. Yes, yes. Which, yeah, ba- Batman, which about Batman's daughter. I so. set my VCR up to record that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's how far back you set the little timer yeah, on the VCR, yeah. and I, I set it. What did you think of that? I don't remember. I know I've seen it since then, but I, I, I just watched the first one because I think Mia Sarah. Uh, I think Mia Sarah was like Harley Quinn or something. I don't know. I just, I, I was into the concept, but. Uh, it sucked. It's Mia Sarah Sloan from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She was Harley Quinn in yeah. that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually I watched it when it was out, and I and of course I was younger, and I thought it was crap even then, but I kept watching it. So I remember the end of it. The end was good. It I has a, like it has they plays that song. If you want to, yeah. I can save you. I can. T- is am I making this up? I can take you. Am I making that up? Did I that don't really know. a thing? I, don't know. I think that happened at the end. After we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll check it. We'll find the YouTube clip. Yeah. But I think it ends on that song because that's what you did in 2002. And if you're a, a Breaking Bad fan, um, Aaron Paul actually has a big part in, I think, the pilot. Oh, of wow. Birds of Prey. He just plays, I think, Random Thug number one or something like that. It was very. Was Daredevil a thing? The Ben Affleck Daredevil had already been a Daredevil, thing? Daredevil. It was either out right then or right after. Okay, it has a head that's like kind of 02 feel. or 03, I think. Yeah. Uh, and no, Daredevil was 03. The way they used that the Evanescence that... song was yeah. similar to how they used yeah. this song. Yeah. yeah, Evanescence didn't even have an album out when the uh, Daredevil tr- soundtrack came out. So. Well, that's true. That's true. Bizarre. In comic news, uh, Paul Dano, who recently played the Riddler in The Batman, Announced that he will be writing a riddle, uh, a Riddler Year One comic series that comes out in October. Wow! So I think that'll be kind of fun. We haven't That's really cool. gone over his origin before, and have having Paul Dano uh, write 
the origin story could be could be fun. Um, also, if you if you read the regular Batman comics, a new writer is coming in. Uh, Chip Sadarsky will be taking over uh, with issue, I believe, one twenty five. Chip Sadarsky has been doing some uh, really big things on Daredevil the past couple years, so I know a lot of people are going to be excited for it. It also comes with a new Batman logo. Have you seen the new Batman logo, Jimmy? Um, I think I did see that um, recently shared, maybe by us. I yeah, don't know. I say, we just shared it, I think. I think I did see that, yes. Recently. Yeah, um, Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's, it did. It looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can say. It's in the, it's in the Batman logo. You know? And uh, some final comic news. It's official in the upcoming Batman and Catwoman issue number 12, the finale of the year-long Mackie series. Bruce Wayne will finally marry Selena Kyle. Jimmy, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Bruce and Selena Kyle finally tying the knot? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those, it's like Kermit and Miss Piggy at this point. <laughs> so you're... You're saying that the Batman comics are in their Muppets Take Manhattan phase right now. Yes, they are. But uh, it's weird because when you uh, when Kermit when people bring that up to Kermit, he's like, "No, that was just in a film. We didn't get married in real life." But Miss Piggy thinks that was in real life. So I like that meta little bit of yeah, weirdness there. That's weird. Um, I, I don't. I don't think things will go quite that way for Bruce and Selena. But I, I wish them well. Yes, yes. I wish we, them well. We uh, we all thought they were going to get married back in 2017 when they had like a big event for it and it didn't quite happen because bane got into her head but this time it looks like it's going to go down so yeah i'm i'm very interested in seeing this but we'll see how it goes and speaking of seeing how it goes we have a new episode to look watch today we are watching vendetta uh which features the debut of killer croc Mm mm-hmm Let's do a quick little deep dive on Waylon Jones, a.k.a. Killer Croc. The character debuted in the comics in early 1983. His first appearance, though, can be debated. You see, he had cameos in both Detective Comics 523 and Batman 357, which I own. That's the also the first appearance of Jason Todd, the second Robin. Um, he, but he wasn't fully shown until Detective Comics 524. So if you're ever looking on the back market for the first appearance of killer croc you're you're gonna get all kinds of different prices just because people consider his first appearance different issues it's very very confusing Hmm. the character was created by uh gary conway and gene uh colon gene colon was very was known for making daredevil a big hit back in the uh, 60s. And Gary Conway, we've talked about him on here before because I think he's actually written an episode or two uh, or two of uh, Batman the Animated Series. He is the man who created the Punisher and killed Gwen Stacy also. So he has a lot of comic accolades under his belt. Now, uh, the Killer Croc uh, character in the cartoon is gray, but usually he's green in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Wondering, um, because he would be a crocodile man. Yes, so yes, he would be green. Be green. That's what crocodiles are. That would I, make more sense. But I guess they didn't like. I, I didn't really see why they changed his color for Batman the Animated Series. But I guess they just like the look of it. It works in this. I like it. it just doesn't. Like it. it doesn't make sense to call him Killer Croc. Yeah. As far as what the show depicts him as, but yeah. that's what it is. It's fine. In this version of. This version of Killer Croc is voiced by Aaron Kincaid. He's mainly known as a beach stud movie uh, movie actor as well as a TV actor. Um, and a voice actor for many animated series like Transformers, The Real Ghostbusters, DuckTales, mm-hmm. and my favorite, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. <laughs> oh, yes. He voiced Iron Sheik. Ah, deep dive there. I like that. That's uh, pretty cool. The uh, Unfortunately, Aaron Kincaid passed away back in 2009. 11 at the age of 70. Hmm. Now, other pe- people have played Killer Croc. One person has done it on the big screen, and that person is Adwale... Uh, man, this this is a hard one, guys. Adwale Kune Agbahe. It's Adebisi from Oz, who I absolutely uh-huh. love. He also plays, I think, a gargoyle-type character in Thor The Dark World, which goes with the conversation me and Jimmy had before we press record. Um, he plays Killer Croc in 
the uh, Suicide Squad movie. Uh, what were your memories of of Killer Croc and Suicide Squad? Can I be honest? I forgot he was in it until you just mentioned it. Really? I can't even picture what he looks like in my brain. It's very, uh, it's not the best design. I just keep picturing the shark man who's in the last well, one. Well, he kind of took his spot. That's yeah. That's why I feel like you didn't have Killer Croc in this. Oh my God. I can't even picture monster. the character in my brain. And I've seen the movie multiple times, usually not sober. That's um, you've watched it multiple times. I have actually. That I've is, seen it at least crazy. twice. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, it's no secret. I'm not a huge fan of the first year's that squad movie. I love the second one. But I thought, I thought his Croc was okay. He, I, he was in there kind of for comic relief. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. I remember at the end, he was just happy to watch BET in his cell. <laughs> yeah, I remember so that. I was just like, okay, that, what, if that works for you. But yeah, that's that's the only time we've seen him on the big screen so far. Uh, Croc, Cro- Killer Croc is mainly turned up in animated features, probably because of you know his look is yeah. so perfect for animation. A uh, bunch of different people have voiced him over the years, from John DiMaggio to Ron Perlman. Um, and, of course, uh, Brooks Gardner took over as the voice of Killer Croc when the Batman the Animated Series returned as the new Batman Adventures. So they uh, recasted him around that time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm looking for something. I, figured you're gonna, I thought you were about to ask me something, so I was waiting for what the question might be. Now, originally, uh, Killer Croc was going to, to debut in an episode that covered his origin, in which was supposed to be a way different one than from the comics. He would have been an animal trader who was bit by a lizard, giving him a disease that made him Killer Croc. Oh, Lord. He would then... This is, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is he would then plan to create an army of reptiles in the series to, to terrorize Gotham. Who came up with this? Sony? Um, it was actually the writer of this episode. Oh, okay. This episode was written by Michael Reeves and directed by Frank Poor. Frank Poor absolutely hated hated that uh, that idea, and they had to rewrite. Um, that wasn't the only thing that got rewritten, though. The original ending that I already forgot his name that wrote the episode. Hold on. Uh, the writer is Michael. I have Michael Reeves. Yeah. So no relation to Matt Reeves, I don't believe. No, no, no. So the the original end, ending that Reeves had writ, wrote was the Croc was supposed to escape to a Sea World type place, like a like a Sea World park. Oh, we do have one of those in the episode for yeah. two seconds. Oh, we do, don't we? <laughs> yes, yeah, we, do. That. we do. We do. That makes more sense now. Ocean World, I believe, is what it's yeah, called. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But it was supposed to originally end with Batman stopping him by knocking him into a pool full of electric eels. Uh-huh. Director Frank Porce hated that climax, and he just rewrote the ending. Still sounds like Sony to me. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how uh, Jimmy Fox became Electric Man? It is. Didn't he it, fall into the thing of eels? you got to watch where you are. Yeah, there you go. But Jimmy, we haven't done this in a, in a few minutes. Would you be kind to grace us with a synopsis? Why, yes, Brandon, I will. All right, this is Vendetta, as we said, written by Michael Reeves and directed by Frank Poore. So we start this episode with a big watery explosion as a police ship is shanghaied and shang can we still say shanghaied? I'm not that's a good question. Okay, we'll we'll look that up later. But for right now I'm just gonna go with it. Uh, a police ship is shanghaied and a prisoner taken hostage. Batman is very much in the case and suspects that Harvey Bullock is involved as he finds one of the one of Bullock's signature toothpicks at the scene of the crime. I'm gonna stop here for a moment just to give you some Bullock trivia. That's not actually a toothpick he's chewing on. He's actually withered down a full log with his mouth, and that's all that's left. True story. Oh, man. Guy just loves a good log. That, I mean, if I were to guess what he would love, it would be a good log. I wouldn't want to walk around with a toothpick in my mouth. I wouldn't want to walk around with a big log in my mouth, either. It would feel like those, like, skewers, like skewer shish kebab. I always used to, like, accidentally point my, like, get my gums when I would use a toothpick, and I would bleed everywhere. Yeah, I, I guess Bullock probably has that problem. It's a gumshoe thing. They always had those in their mouths. A gums shoe. Mouth gums. There you go. That's what you do to me sometimes, Jimmy. So, Bats gets his hands on Bullock's case file and finds some interesting tidbits about his backstory with our old friend Rupert Thorne, uh, as well as the prisoner that was abducted. He questions Thorne and comes up empty, so Batman decides to finger Bullock right in front of Gordon, and the less said about that, the better, Brandon. Can, can we say... Can we still say that? I just did. <laughs> and I'm not taking it out. I don't care if the Academy bans me for 10 years. Incidentally, 
Incidentally, Batman sneaks up on the commish, and Gordon jokes, I've had cats have made more noise than you. Well, of course cats are hunters by nature. However, this ability doesn't come out of the blue or out of simple trial and error. A cat's body is anatomically adapted to hunt its prey. In addition to sight and smell, one of the senses by which they are most guided is hearing. Their ears function in a way that uh, they can hear potential prey at a distance in preparation of attack. But how do they do it? How does the auditory sense work in cats? Well, I certainly don't know. This is merely a distraction so that I can tell you that my friend's sister has a cat named Commissioner Gordon, but this time the commissioner brought it up, not me. That's true. Thank you. So Batman does some Batman as he often does, and finds a crocodile skin at the scene of the crime or whatever. Meanwhile, a person with two floating eyes wearing the clothes of Bullock, but obviously isn't Bullock. Yeah, but the Bullock so actor is doing an impression of the character. It, it, it's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, he shows up and kidnaps some dude from jail and frames Bullock, so Bullock is arrested. Uh, then Alfred says a very specific word about the dishware he selected for Batman's dinner, and suddenly Batman is on the hunt for a oh giant crocodile man. That, that's what they call a house moment. Yes. They it, just say a random word and like, oh, that's, that solves everything. Only then after having his eureka moment after going to a crocodile exhibit at Ocean World. I didn't spend a lot of time explaining any of that, but neither does the episode, so let's move the f*** on. Please. So it's off to the Blue Lagoon. As Batman finds the kidnapped persons and comes face to face with Keller Croc. From sideshow circus performer to professional wrestler to a life of crime, those are some dots I'd love to sit and connect. Obviously, I've been going about this life thing all wrong. <laughs> and for those wondering, like, Croc has like five different origins in the comics. So I, I, I like I always like when I hear circus performer. Like he was a, he was in a freak. I just think yeah, that's fun. I, I, I'm a fan of that. I like that he's a former professional wrestler. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Both of those. I just love how everything connects. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I can see this crocodile man doing all those things. Yeah. So Batman says, see you later, alligator, but not after a while, crocodile, because we haven't ended the episode quite yet. Get in there. Batman realizes Croc's plan of vengeance towards Bullock. Took him three acts to do this. He probably should have just looked at the title card. I mean, it says Vendetta and has Killer Croc's face on it. That should have saved him all the trouble, you think? Not quite. Don't you think, Brandon? Not quite. Do you think? I, d I do not think. All right. Batman uses Bullock as bait to lure Croc out of hiding. Then it's time for a little cat and mouse in the sewer as Batman becomes the Crocodile Hunter. And blimey, mate, is this naughty big crocodile man just as keen as mustard. It's danger, danger, danger in the sewers of Gotham. Thank you. Oh, God. So Batman blinds Croc. <laughs> Batman blinds Croc because that actually soothes them. You throw a blanket over their eyes, and they calm down. I learned that from Steve. Rest in peace, Steve Irwin. That's, it's, it's a loss I'm still not quite over, as you can tell. It was a manta ray. It was. That, that, that's what hurt even more. Like, if it was a crocodile, it'd be like, okay. That's right. He, he it was, went doing what he loved. He went softly into that good night. <sighs> Have you seen his daughter? Uh, you mean Bendy? Yeah. I love Bendy, and I love Suey, and I love uh, Terry. I saw one of them. I think it was the girl that was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, his daughter got hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> and now Batman has red eyes. So help me God, red eyes. That's just a little nod for you Christmas Story fans. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Batman captures Croc, and he and Bullock have a nice heart-to-heart. -heart, probably the nicest moment between them in the whole series. They both fight for the same thing. They just have different ways of going about it. But regardless... Croc's role, and that is Vendetta. That is indeed Vendetta. But my question is, how does Batman begin? Jimmy, how Batman begins every episode of Batman the Animated Series starts with a title card for the episode in question, and there's usually a nice little drawing to show you what might be in store for you. What did you think of the title card of Vendetta? Well, we got the word Vendetta and the top half of Croc's face, light pouring through the grates in, in the background. And I think it's hot AF. I really I like it. I loved it. I think it's one of the better of the last few title cards yeah, we've seen. Yeah, we haven't had too many great ones. Today. That's true. This one is it's pretty good. It's and pretty one, good. one thing I liked about this also, I, I mean, I, I love the uh, Croc in the background, but I really love the font that they use for Vendetta. It yes. felt very cinematic to me. It would make a great t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, it would. But, Jimmy, holy speech, Bubble Batman, what, were your, what was your favorite quote from Vendetta? 
Okay, I don't often have Alfred lines. Oh, um, oh you have an Alfred line and I don't. Uh, yeah, that's what, usually that's you're the one who has unreal. Alfred lines. Um, so uh, I forget the setup here. Oh, it's uh, 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 Alfred has uh, put uh, one of his fa- uh, uh, Bruce's favorite French onion soup in a, in a crock pot. Um, and uh, Bruce just goes fiery butterfly about it and just loves it. And then Bruce walks off and Alfred says, imagine if I got around to telling him about the salad. <laughs> and my other one, my other one, uh, Bullock. <laughs> I want to know about the salad. <laughs> What's in the salad? <laughs> and Bullock says to Gordon, what kind of shuck and jive is this, Jim? So I was, is that racist? I don't know. Is it? That, I'm not when, sure. When that came up, I had like a, like a guttural reaction, like, oh God, he said that? Well, I think he's referring to, it's more like a, something a gumshoe would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it's okay from the way that, what they, what they're meaning. Yeah, but it took me out of the episode for a few seconds. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't think, I think nowadays people would hear that dialogue and go, that's questionable. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what that quite yeah, that means, yeah. so we, we won't let the gumshoe character use that. But it sounds really good coming out of that actor's mouth and out of uh, the uh, Bullock. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. San, uh, Santo. Yes, that guy. Yes. Um, but Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Did you tell me your character? Or your oh, line? I didn't tell you my, I didn't tell you my quote. No. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, my quote comes from, uh, Batman, actually. It's after Detective Bullock tells him, at, or, well, he asks him, why do you stick up, stick your neck out for me like that? And Batman was like, because I thought you were guilty too. And I was wrong. We may have different ways of enforcing the law, but we both believe in it i just thought it was a really nice tender moment between batman and bullock probably uh, for the first time of the series it shows that maybe yeah they have different approaches but they're really not all that different on the inside i just thought it was a very poignant line i like that moment it reminds me very much of a moment we're going to see in uh, some episodes away that batman has with harley uh, which also ends the episode where uh, you have one of the villain or a character who doesn't agree with Batman say, why did you stick your neck out for me? And Batman has a line. So yeah. it reminded me of that, um, which is probably what I'm, we'll get to that eventually. That's, episode. That's a, which episode is that? I, I know, uh, I know what line Har- you're talking about. It's not Harley's Holiday. I forget which one it is, but it's, 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 it's not Harley and Ivy, is it? No, I don't think it is. No. Um, it's one of my favorite moments in the entire yeah, show yeah, yeah. and probably anything DC related. I just think it's, it's very sympathetic. It's great. But it reminded me of that. And it's a great moment, a great way to end this episode. And this episode came before that. So this is, it's probably rhyming with that moment, I guess. Sorry, I was getting a thing off. <laughs> it's okay. Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Wait till they get a load of me, Jimmy. Who is your favorite character in Vendetta? Okay, so I'm going to cheat okay, this time. Um, I've never done this before. and We've never had this happen before in an episode. But everyone in this episode is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was actually hard for me to pick one for both. For me, um, Batman is good. Alfred helps. Uh, Bullock is good. Uh, Croc is is good. He doesn't outshine. That, as a yeah, villain. Sh- uh, yeah. He's kind of more subdued compared to all the other villains, but, but he's still good. But he's good. He's still good. This to me is very much an ensemble. I just can't pick one okay. character above. And and even uh, probably, I don't know who you're going to say. At first, I was like, well, I'll say Rupert Thorne. But like that scene is good. That's good. It's a that's great. That's a good scene. It's a great scene. So yeah. I, I can't. To me, this is an ensemble, and I just can't pick one character over. I think everyone deserves mm. deserves Applause. kudos. The uh, it was very hard for me to pick a favorite character and a least favorite. Yes, me too. One. Uh, did you pick a least favorite character? I did, and it's it's also a cheat. Okay, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Then my uh, favorite character of this particular episode, I just went ahead and picked Batman, just because. I um, mean, he's doing detective work in it. He's, if I had like, to pick on top one, it would of be stuff, um, it's a, this episode to me felt very Batman accurate, which we haven't gotten a lot of i feel like lately when yeah. we've watched the show um but he sh- he's doing his thing in this I, I i thought batman was great and of course i mean kevin conroy without mention is just amazing in this episode um jimmy we uh we talked about our favorite character but who gets the condiment king award 
Um, again, this is a cheat, but uh, Montoya just kind of stands around wearing a really cool-looking slicker uh, and begging for more to do. What again? Was she wearing? I thought it, it's a it's a rain slicker because it's supposed oh, but, to be but like. It, was, was it raining? I don't I know. know. It was raining at the beginning, but like there's later on, everyone's like in their regular clothes, and she's still in that hazmat looking suit but i loved it i thought she looked great. i thought you would hate it because you can't see any of her no hers. i i liked it i think it she looked really good in it it was different um so i'm i'm just a is, fan is there an action figure of that that felt like an action figure uh right? there there is a montoya figure i don't know if there if it comes with that slicker i'm guessing probably not you don't have a montoya figure do you no i don't That's no i don't surprising. i don't have a lot of the the newer ones that they did or even the old ones um i wish i did but i don't but I'm going to say Montoya because, again, the writer, just, she just kind of stands around and, and uh, you know, she has a great face, but uh, not oh, yeah. a whole lot to do in yeah. this episode. Yeah, I, I picked a character basically just because they didn't do much either. Uh, Spider Conway. Oh, but that name. That, that's an so, awesome name, man. You know where the Conway comes from, right? Oh, is that from? The Gary Conway, the uh, okay. creator of Killer Croc. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I, that, I just picked him just because I thought, his, uh, I thought it, he looked weird. Uh, the the art direction of his face was just off for me. I and thought he had a Rorschach way about him. A like little bit. Rorschach a little is bit. Rorschach. A little when bit. he's not Rorschach, when he's, when he's, when he's, when he's, he's person. When he's man. Yeah. yeah. But Jimmy... When he's Freddy Krueger. You know, Rorschach, Rorschach was pretty nuts. But let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Jimmy, let's get nuts. What were your favorite moments from Vendetta? Um, so upon visiting Thorne's greenhouse, uh, Thorne drops a potted plant and it makes this glass breaking sound effect that I use in all my videos. I just thought it was fun that they use that sound. They use it a lot. It's always when something breaks in a movie or something, yeah, they yeah. often use that vase breaking sound effect. So that made me laugh and I dig that. Uh, but I really like, I like that particular scene, uh, where Batman shows up, uh, and, and jumps off the roof with Rupert did, Thorne. Did you think he was a little vi villainish in that? Yeah, movie? I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really cool. It was like something you'd see in one of the movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the look of the diner that Bullock and Montoya are dining in. I think that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman's first tussle with Killer Croc is pretty good. I thought, yeah, one one thing I loved about the episode, I thought the action was, like, really solid yep. throughout most of this. Uh, and I love that you mentioned, I love the name Spider Conway and Joey the Snail. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Joey the Snail. Yeah, That's I a like, fun one. Too. I like stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the whole stormy, dark mood of the episode. Mm. Um, I thought they had some really great use of the lighting of the lightning when uh, Batman was spying on Gordon and Bullock mm -hmm. there early in the first act. Yeah. Um, I love that Batman does a lot of detective work in this one, because you got to remember, he's the world's greatest detective. We tend to forget about that. Or we dwell on it too much, like in the new movie. Um, <laughs> I love Fair. I love Croc's uh, design. Um, I've, Croc dressing up as Bullock, I thought was just hilarious. So, so I, I put that in there as well. I have a feeling you're going to hate that. <laughs> um, Can I just say that I I never believe Killer Croc is Killer Croc. I think he's someone dressed like Killer Croc because I've almost got him. Oh, like because Batman yeah, is is dressed like you know because Batman dresses yeah. as a kill, it's Killer Croc. That's the yeah. whole thing of that episode. So I never think it's Killer Croc. I think it's someone dressed like. So it's weird in that sequence he's dressed like Bullock. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I th can't get almost got him out of my brain. So I also like I also love the uh, interactions between uh, Batman and Bullock at the end. I mentioned that in my favorite quote. I just yes love that they're finally seeing that they're really not all that different. Uh, love Croc's design and uh, they're during the fight where Batman uses the bat gravel to take Croc down, I thought that was pretty genius. Um, but yeah, uh, lots to like in this episode, in my opinion. But even though there's lots to like, Jimmy, what are your Martha moments for Vendetta? Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, Killer Croc and Herbie Bullock suit with Scooby Doo eyes is—it's um, <laughs> very cartoony. It's where the episode goes uh, because it it does have a very specific tone and it feels yeah, it, very Batman esque. This is one of those where, like we said in our like early episodes of the podcast, this is a kids show. Yeah, it so feels I feel like kids would be bored by this show except for the action. This elements. feels like very early. I mean, I guess we are still early in the run, but we've yeah. seen some episodes that. Well, maybe we, when we jump around a little bit, we see some that are 
uh, like the Christmas yeah. one, um, that are more meant for a Saturday morning audience. But this certainly isn't. So no. when he walks in wearing that suit it's, with it's the eyes, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. There's, yeah. It gave me something to write about in the synopsis. Otherwise, it's a very, fairly, fairly serious episode. So it's like, like three kids standing on each yep. other's shoulders in a trench coat. They're doing Muppet Man. <laughs> yep. Muppet Man. They're doing That's Muppet what I was um, also, uh, Batman going to Ocean World and exclaiming, of course, uh, this episode is in desperate need of Google. Like, Batman could have just Googled the fact that crocodiles sleep in, under the, you know, in, in the Blue Lagoon, but no, he has to go to SeaWorld for yeah. two seconds and go, yeah, of learn. course. And I was like, well, that's very silly. You think even... You know, obviously before internet, you think you'd think Bruce Wayne would have a collection. There's of a book or something. There's his Funk and Wagnalls. So you could just turn around and grab that. Or maybe he just knew it. It's, that's a weird, like the way that that connects. Oh, there's a crocodile scale. Oh, there's a. But what what does that mean? Did a crocodile do that? I don't know. And, he, and of course, Batman doesn't know. It hasn't met Killer Croc before. Um, which is, he could have just said, oh, it's Killer Croc. But no, he has a Met Killer Croc, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting part of the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, it just was a weird reach. Sometimes these episodes reach a little bit, and that was a reach for me. Yeah, I, I agree with most of those. Um, also, when they get into that big car crash, do cars not have airbags in Gotham? Definitely not. Not Man, then. I thought Bullock should have been in like a, a goner in that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no airbags. Uh, but the thing that I hated more than anything was when Bruce is talking with Alfred, and Alfred says the word "croc," and Bruce says this line: "Croc, Alfred, you're beautiful." <laughs> that yeah. is the worst part of this episode for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was again a bit of a reach. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, a uh, lot to love in Vendetta. Well, after we go over every episode, we like to give them a grade. Every every episode of our podcast, we give we have a different grading scale. Jimmy, would you like to explain that to the audience? You mean a crocodile scale? Oh, Lord. Uh, this episode, we are going with uh, French onion soups and a microwavable crock. <laughs> because wow. it's, it's Bruce's favorite. It, it is. In the comics, by the way, uh, Alfred is known for his cucumber sandwiches. Is that right? Yeah, that is uh, Dick Grayson's favorite thing ever. Well, you know, Vichy Soie is supposed to be cold, so. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How many French onion soups in a crock do you give this episode? Uh, as I said, I, I've said before, I don't figure out, I just figure out what the thing is going to be. I don't give it the score until now. Um, this is not a Jimmy episode. Really? Um, it's not. But going into it, I thought that, I was like, this isn't going to be an episode for me. Um, but I really liked it. It's really well done. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. And it does, um, it does feel more like an episode of the show than some of the ones we've watched Mm -hmm. recently that get a little more cartoony. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's hard to, for me to, I'm trying to think what I would give it because I respect it more than I enjoy it. And I I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I I think it it kind of broke through. Um, I gave it a pretty good score. I am going to give it, and this is, we give it out of five. Yeah. I'm going to give it three and a half uh, French onion soups and a microwavable crock. I am going to give it four out of five French onion soups and a microwavable crock. Borderline. I was borderline four. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's really well done, really well made. Um, and like I said, nothing really much to complain about. I thought it was just overall a very entertaining episode. I agree with all, everything you just said. <laughs> well, one thing we can also agree on, it's been a great first year of Almost Got em. And because we are celebrating our first anniversary, I am going to ask Jimmy some questions oh about our first year in podcasting. I'll answer the questions as well. Um and Jimmy had no idea that I'm doing this. So. Oh, they'll know that from the yeah. way I answer these questions. I had <laughs> I think no idea. These are, I think these are fairly simple, though. Okay. I, mean, I think they're fairly simple. Okay, good. So we're going to be t- talking about different episodes from this year. What is your favorite episode of the podcast itself in general? Oh, my Lord. Um, the podcast, not of the show. Of sh- the of podcast. The um, well... Um, I guess I have to say it was, and I don't remember the episode. Wait, yes, I do. It was a Scarecrow episode where you told me that I was going to be uh, co-best person in your wedding. Ah. 
Good choice. I guess it probably would be that one since that was a life-changing, not life-changing, but no, it was a big thing um, and, and, and hasn't happened yet, but it will be happening. It will be. It's, it's a huge uh, thing. Uh, so yeah, I got to say that one because it's a moment that is forever recorded. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought that was real cool. So Yeah, I put that for my favorite moment. <laughs> yeah, for my course. favorite moment too. Uh, my favorite episode of like the show in general would I, I really like the one we did with Sean Coots with uh, another Scarecrow episode called Fear of Victory. That was great. With, that was great. Thought that one was a lot of fun to do. Also, I thought thought we did really well on the Two Face episode too. Two Face one and was the good. Heart of Ice was where, where I felt like we first got really really going. Yes, yes. So our was about to ask you a favorite podcast moment, but you already said yours, and I, that was actually mine as well. I was asking you to be my best man. Uh, which episode of Batman the Animated Series ended up being way better than you remembered it? That we watched? Yeah. Um, I have a feeling we might have the same one on this one. I think I'm going to say Clock King? That's the one I picked as well. Yeah, because I... I love that episode. I did, and you're just like, I'm just like, Clock King. And I remember as a kid, I, I think I hated it. Just I think it's just because I didn't know who the, the character was, but... Yeah. I love that episode. Oh, uh, who is your favorite villain that is not Joker or Harley Quinn that we've seen so far? Um, everybody will pick those. Well, I know it's not. Let me think who's left. Who's not Joker or Harley Quinn? Um, so who who we got left? We got oh, yeah, Catwoman, oh. Poison Ivy, uh, probably Mister Freeze, isn't it? Oh, I didn't even think of man. I didn't think of Freeze. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna change my name, my answer to Freeze. I was gonna pick Two Face. Two Face would have been my I runner. I love Two Face, but yeah, I forgot Mr. Freeze is in there. And then probably would be uh, Clocking. Well, He'd be up one. there with with those. That's a good one. Uh, what is your favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series that we've watched so far? Uh, I think it, I think it's Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice too. Or Heart of Glass. I gotta continue nah. that. Uh, <laughs> to that stick. Now, which episode are you looking forward to watching in the future on the pod the most? Well, what do we got coming up? Do you have uh, some... So, we've. Uh, I think we're going to continue to go in order for the next two, just because mm. they're very simple. But I do think this year we are going to tackle a bunch of the fan favorite ones. I want to do the Grey Ghost one this year. Um, I think we're going to finally get to Almost Got em as well. That's a huge one. That's um, a huge I, one. I feel like we should do that. I almost uh, suggested that for today, but I think we're going to push that a little bit longer. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that Harley and Ivy. Oh, um, I miss Harley. I miss Harley. It's been so long. She, she doesn't show up until almost That's gone right. again, actually. Because right. uh, the Jokers are right, out of order, right? Yeah. Someone yeah. That. Okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so many of them were done in advance. They didn't start adding Harley until I think yeah. they knew that she was a popular character. Right. But then she shows up a lot. So yes. you'll be fine from there. But yeah, oh, we'll good. have more Harley episodes coming. Oh, good. As well. But which episode are you looking forward to uh, reviewing the most? Uh, the most. Um, we haven't watched the Mad Hatter one yet, have we? That one's actually coming up very soon. Oh, is it? I really like that one. That will... Uh, n- next time, if we do a double recording, it'll be the time after that. Yeah, I really like uh, that episode. Matt is and a uh, Matt is a Hatter. And I think it's like, I think Roddy McDowell does the voice of the Mad Hatter. He and yeah. he was Bookworm on the 66 show. That is true. So I like that sort of, that? I like that sort of thing. Synergy, uh, but I love the Lewis Carroll stuff in that episode. And he's just a, he's just a big creep. And I just, <laughs> I, just, I just like that about that particular episode. So. Yeah, he'll be the next big villain we actually tackle. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So. Mad Hatter is indeed coming. Episode I think I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, almost come. I'm always I'm looking forward to that for obvious reasons. But probably the Grey Ghost one because we're we're gonna try to get a guest to mm-hmm. uh, uh, do an episode there. We need to get Sean Coots back for another episode. Oh, Sean would love that. Um, love that. Is there? I guess you've already answered this question. Uh, is there a villain you're looking forward to covering? And I guess uh, Mad Hatter would be your answer for that one too. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another... Okay, who is another... Who haven't we... We've tackled most of the main ones. But most of the main still, ones we have. There's still, like... I, I think there's still two big ones left. Mad Hatter being one of them. But there's a huge one that we haven't tackled yet. And I think we're going to possibly look into him later in the year. Because he doesn't show up to, like, episode 60 or something like that. Uh, so we'll probably... Not... Uh, who is it? Not... Not Bane or Ra's al Ghul? It's Ra's al Ghul. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay, Bane is go. A, I forgot Bane's a big one, but he don't come till like... like way later. Way, we're, way... We're, we're trying to stay in season one, but yeah. we will be jumping around. But Ra's al Ghul is... And Talia is another one we haven't covered mm-hmm. yet. 
which I believe is voiced by Supergirl herself, Helen Slater. Oh, gosh, Helen Slater. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jimmy, thank you for joining me for the first anniversary of Almost Got em, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Uh, why don't you tell them where they can uh, listen to our show? Well, uh, you can uh, mosey on down to the YouTubes, uh, and you can uh, listen to us there on the IEP Films uh, YouTube page. Just search for Almost Got Em. I assume that they will come up, and you can find a whole list of them there. Um, or you can listen to them uh, just on the podcatcher uh, of your... I don't know if I'm uh, kind of weird about that word, podcatcher, but we, we're using it, and that's what people use. So um, we're on Spotify and the Apple and all those things. Like if you're if you listen to something, just uh, look for Almost Got 'Em, and you'll probably find us to listen to. So. And also like us on Facebook. We put a lot of uh, we put a lot of articles on there for everything going on in the Batman world. Well, Jimmy, it's been a good one. Uh, I will see you. Oh, the the world needs to know this one question though. Okay. How is Katy Perry? <sighs> Katy Perry was great. She was phenomenal. Um, she d- did everything I could have possibly wanted her to do. She rode in on a giant snail. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, she danced with a, a frog lady, and they made out during for I Kissed a Girl. Oh, okay. um, she's like a little She's like a little Barbie doll on a giant bed, and the toys come out and dance around, and there's like teddy bears, and there's like a dick dancing around. Uh, and there was a giant toilet, and a, a big piece of poop came out of it. Oh, it, it of was, course. It was just everything I ever would have wanted. I think I died And you remembered there. this one this time, right? I did. Well, I was pretty pretty tired, um, but I had some cotton candy and a straw peri daiquiri. Um, and it was just me and a bunch of 10-year-olds and I had a great time. That sounds fun. That in sounds Vegas, fun. yes. If she were to play a Batman character, who would you want her to play? Oh, my gosh. Um, That'd um, be one of the villains, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it would be um, a magician lady. Oh, Santana? Yes. Santana? Yes, yes, I think so. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, she would be. Perfect. I wouldn't she cast would her. I wouldn't cast her as like a Harley or something. I don't. I just. Uh, it's a whole different world. To me. I, I thought you might pick her for like Catwoman or something. Yeah, I'm gonna say a magician lady, and uh, I think she'd be good at that. So. that sounds like a good pick to me. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time, this is almost got him a podcast about Batman the animated series. Who is next time? Next time we're we are doing. Hold on. I sprung that on you. I actually meant to write it earlier. So the next one is going to be more of a quieter episode. We are going to be doing Prophecy of Doom, which I believe features no villains. I don't think there's any like supervillains for the next two ish two episodes. Okay, that's interesting. So we but we do have Heather Locklear in this one, so there's that. Schwing. Oh, uh, the villain is Nostromos. You know, the classic villain, Nostromos. I don't remember him either. Isn't that the spaceship from Alien? Good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. <laughs>